The gates to the Rose Garden are now open. Welcome to my world. You are listening to Talk That Talk with Danielle Moneyham, a reflective conversation where I share the lessons I've learned on this journey called life. I don't have all the answers, but I do have plenty of questions. My name is Danielle Moneyham, and this is my love letter to the world, where I let my soul speak. Let's talk. Hey, this is Danny G, and welcome to Talk That Danny G. I'm so excited tonight because we are going to take a a pause for the cause and reflect on this journey called life. About, uh, sheesh, like eight months ago, it was maybe like October. Yep, about October during my wedding planning season, I had to call an emergency SOS meeting and use all of my social capital and favors to get my friend to come on as my wedding planner because I was slowly descending into madness. And here we are tonight, eight months later, I'm back sane again, and I have Latoya (laughs) of LK Events here to talk about how to to successfully navigate wedding planning drama. Welcome back, Latoya. Thank you, honey. I am so glad to be back. I'm so happy to have you back. You know, this is a topic I can talk about all the time. I, I do. <laughs> and that's the scary part. So when you came on before, you did a brief introduction of your company, LK Events. How many weddings have you planned, would you say, at this point? Oh, my God. Yeah, I asked you last time. You asked me last time, and I should have counted, right? <laughs> so I didn't. Um, it's well into... 50 some odd weddings yeah i should count you should that's count. gonna be my homework because i don't know andrea made me count and i forgot that's exactly what you said last oh, yeah. time <laughs> <laughs> but i have been planning weddings since 2013 yes so i let me say that. i've been planning weddings since 2013 to be paid okay right prior to that i was just like in a wedding and kind of fell into the coordinator position or friends got married and so you just kind of helped in that area, but like to finally get some money, mm-hmm. 2013. So, so you launched LK Events in 2013, over 50 weddings, yeah, which means at least 50 brides, yeah, at least 50 families, yeah, at least 50 unique journeys and approaches <laughs> to this thing called wedding planning, yeah. If you could. If you could say that there was one common, like, pitfall that brides fall into early. So, I tell all my clients, um, grooms or bride, mm-hmm. as hard as it is to hear this, because I think I said it to you, too. I think once they get this and understand it, it helps make everything so much easier. It is your marriage, mm-hmm. their wedding, unfortunately. That's it's, a hardcore truth. It's my marriage, but it's their wedding. Yes, because think about it. Your mother has envisioned this day. So she, in her mind, she has you in whatever dress. Your dad has envisioned the day. You've sat and talked to your best friends about the day, and they're like, oh, yeah, Danielle is a bride that'll do A, B, and C. Because everybody had the answers. Everybody had, right, like sweat, you know. Everybody, everybody, everybody had, had the answers. answers. Um, so that's why that saying is so true. Like it's your marriage. Cause once the wedding is done, nobody is turning that key into your home, but you and your girl. Yeah. So they just want to kind of live in that moment with you and they want to share the moment. So I tell a lot of my clients like, okay, sister is not a bridesmaid, right? But she wants to be involved. Let's give her duty. Sister of the bride. That was my sister. We made a role for her. Yeah. Whatever that duty is. And sometimes it's not a bridesmaid. Sometimes yeah. your duty is you're going to pick the cakes with me and you're going to go to the cake tasting and I'm going to let you know when that happens. Or, you know, you have a best friend who lives out of town and can't perform as a maid of honor or mm-hmm. a bridesmaid. Okay, well, you're going to be my shoe shopping buddy. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm only going to discuss shoes with you. Because then that gives them authority to be like, I bought her shoes. Yeah. I picked them shoes for her. Because that's really what people, they want to feel involved. And you have to find ways to make them, quote unquote, feel 
involved. So when did the shift happen? Because what the the interesting part is, like you said, everybody's been dreaming about this big day. Mm-hmm. But then as the bride, as the girlfriend, <laughs> you've been dreaming about this big day. You've been dreaming about the moment where you became a fiance and you could plan your dream wedding. So how does one, how does the bride coexist with them trying to plan their dream wedding and having to say it's your marriage, their wedding? So let's step back. I think there's two different types of brides. I think okay. the brides who, like you said, have been dreaming about this day. They have their Pinterest board. Oh. They have saved pictures on their Instagram, like all of that. But then there are brides who are like, I ain't never thought about this. Mm-hmm. I, it has never even crossed my mind about what kind of dress I want to wear or who knew that there were two garters that was going to come in the pack. Like all yeah. of that good stuff. Yeah. So how do you cross it? I think you first have to realize that at the end of the day, it's your wedding. Yeah. You are the CEO. You get the final say. And I always tell my clients, they're like, well, my mom wants such and such. Is mom paying for it? So if the answer is no, then you are the CEO. But Mm -hmm. if mommy is paying for it, then okay. We've got to compromise and be flexible somewhere. But at the end of the day, it still needs to look like your vision. Yes. So if your mom thought that her vision was you walking down the aisle in an A-line dress, when you go shopping, put on that A-line dress. Because she may see you in a dress and be like, oh, no. <laughs> like, my vision is not there anymore. So I think you just have to kind of, one, understand that it is your day. But then, two, meet people where you can meet them, especially if they are paying a portion of it. I agree with the paying part. Like mm-hmm. people, I feel like their their opinions should be as loud as their financial contribution. Oh, absolutely! Like if you are not paying anything, you should just be <laughs> quiet and smile and be happy to be here. But opinions don't cost anything. Opinions cost you your sanity. But opinions don't cost anything because so you are letting you. them cost you your sanity. They could, they could. And so when my cousin, so before I was planning weddings, my cousin got engaged, and he involved me in the engagement process. Like gave me keys to their house. I let all her friends in. Mm. Like I let them know, like please don't post it on social media. Don't post that you're here. Like it's a big surprise. She walked in the house. Blah blah blah. blah. This is before I was planning weddings. Him and I, super close. Right after he asked, she's crying, everybody's happy, blah, blah, blah. I pulled him to the side and I was like, look, you don't have to include me in the wedding Mm -hmm. if you don't want to. I'm okay just being a guest and being a cousin. Looking back on that, was my timing right? Probably not, Mm -hmm. because we were very close. Mm -hmm. And for me to be like, congratulations, but don't include me in your wedding. For me, it was like, I don't want them to have that burden. Like, I knew her. I'm close with her. went to high school with her. loved her. But she has her own set of friends. Mm -hmm. Him and I are close as family. He has his own set of friends. I'm trying to figure out where I'm going to fit in this wedding. Mm -hmm. And so for me, it was like, well, just put me at table four. Like, I'll be okay. In the end, I I had a role in the wedding, and Mm -hmm. I was very thankful for the role. But I was also kind of like, that was selfish. Because it wasn't your moment. It wasn't your place to be and or say. and then At that moment. At that moment. And then, what if he did want me in a wedding? So now I'm like, well, no. I'm okay. But people get so excited and they want to be involved and they want to be there and show support of. I think you have to take whatever opinions and statements are said to you in a, this is coming from a, a Good place, not a place of malice. Assume positive intent, right? What if the what if the intent is not (laughs) positive? Well, then that's when you align who who are you speaking with. So, what if there are people who want to be involved because of their connection to one party? Like you said, you knew both people, right? So but what, I was closer to one than the other. Yes, you were closer to one than the other, but at least you were pretty familiar with both. Yeah. What about people who only have a connection to one person, they don't know the partner, but yet they feel that they should be intimately involved with this moment? 
that's where you involve them in certain areas. What if you don't want to involve them? What do you have to? Because it all, all goes back to this is your wedding. You but you it's have to do. their wedding. It's my marriage. Right. But you also don't have to do anything. But the moment that you don't, you become a bridezilla in some people's eyes. Like, I really feel like that's what happened to me. I kept silencing myself, trying to be humble, trying to include people and make everybody else feel special. And nobody felt about, nobody cared about my feelings because mm-hmm. I was so busy trying to make them feel good about their role in my wedding when really I thought they just would have been happy to be invited. Yeah. Not in a mean way, but yeah. like, girl, this is not about you. Yeah. But I think you have to look, so take the wedding out. Okay. And say that it was like your graduation. Okay. Say it was like prom or, okay. I don't know, a baby shower, right? What's your relationship with that person? Could you not sit that person down and say, I'm getting lost. My vision is not here. I like your assistance, but it's causing me anxiety. It's causing me frustration. Like, I think... With any relationship, whether it's friend to friend, sister to sister, husband to wife, you've got to have those honest talks, open communication, because how else would they know? Like, for me being introspective with my cousin, like, yes, it worked out. I recognize I was wrong. He never came to me and said, like, mm-hmm. you know, you was foul for it. But I saw that. Mm-hmm. So why can't you go to that friend and say... You're making this process a lot harder than what it should be. I want you to support me, but the way you're supporting me or the way you're approaching me is giving is causing me stress. Because people don't take that well when you say, I want you to support me, but the way that you are supporting me is not my definition of support. But you can't carry everybody's burden. Man, you better say that again. <laughs> I mean, if you're being open, you're being honest, you're being vulnerable, and what? you're saying, I love you. So, my best friend and I have, we play around with this joke that how to communicate, you can say, when you, then I. Mm-hmm. Can you. So, when you send me 13 text messages about shoes and I'm not at the shoe planning stage, I then feel anxious, mm-hmm. rushed, annoyed, stressed. Can you wait until I... Talk about, I'm ready for shoes. That kind of takes the onus off of you, 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 me, 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 me. I'm explaining to you that when this happens, this is how I feel, so this is how we can approach it. I don't understand why you can't do that when you're playing a wedding. I, I, what I really find uh, super amusing and hilarious is that all of these techniques require the bride to be incredibly introspective, incredible, have like great communication skills, and really care very much about maintaining the integrity of this relationship with this other person. Yeah, I mean, because the bride is running the show. Like, it's your wedding, your whatever analogy, you the bus driver, you running the <laughs> ship, you captain, like whatever analogy you want it to be. But I think it's also the bride's kind of responsibility to know who they're involving in their wedding. So yes, you want all six of your bridesmaids, all six of your best friends from college, from high school, from dance squad, your sorors, all of them to come in, but recognize who they are as an individual because all of them, somebody is not like me. I'm not a group project member. I don't want to be in another group project. Mm -hmm. Like I know that about myself. I hope that my friends know that about myself. So when it comes to being a bridesmaid, like you have to know that that's the one that's not going to, she's not going to do group projects well. And being a bridesmaid is a group project. It's, it certainly is. What if people demand to be in your bridal party? How can, so you know how I think. How can somebody demand something of you? Because what if they manipulate your partner into making them be involved put them on their side there's nothing wrong there's nothing stand wrong over there with being a groom's maid i agree there's nothing yep. wrong with being a groom woman yep there's not i mean i had and i love my client she called her well they called their bridal party their best people yeah because that's who they were to them they were I the agree. best people in their lives and it i think we have to get away with the tradition that 
the bride has to have all girls on one side. The groom has to have all men on one side. Like, yes, that's very traditional, mm -hmm. but sometimes it don't work. Like, some brides have male friends that are just their friends. Yep. And I'm going to stand up on his side, and that's okay. I'm going to wear a dress, but, I mean, I can still wear a fly tux, too, if you yes. want me to, depending yes. on the look that you're going for. But I think people have to open their minds and be acceptable to that. I love that you said non-traditional weddings because my wedding was very non-traditional. Super non-traditional. <laughs> yeah, I think it was pretty non-traditional. I love that idea of best people as well because it's a compromise. Mm -hmm. Because if you get stuck and tied to tradition, that's when it gets away and you, lose, you, feel, you can feel like you're losing your power. Because it's like, I don't want to do this, but I have to because it's tradition. Yeah. Like, I don't want to do this. Yeah. Like, the garter. Yeah. I did not do a garter toss. And a lot of people yeah. don't because I did it's not uncomfortable. Do it is extremely uncomfortable. Yeah. And I remember having to communicate that to older people when they thought I was going to have a garter toss. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, I'm, I'm not going to do that. Yeah. it's. I mean, it's uncomfortable. And I think you can't put everyone else's traditions or values in your wedding. Like, I'm the oldest of six. It would be so foul of me. To tell my whomever fiance, like, oh, you got to put all three of my brothers on your, like, right? How? Hey. Why? Like, you don't have any type of relationship with them. You don't, you know. And now, if I put them on my side, mm -hmm. all means, those are my family members. That's what, you know, I want. They, they stand up next to me. And what it's supposed to be is that the bridal party are supposed to be members of your village who are there to witness your love and support you during that time. Like that's traditionally where the, the bridesmaid groomsmen came from. It's not like the person you've known the longest, yes. your soror who yes. is your front or your back. Like it's somebody who you really trust and possibly confide in when you all hit rock bottom or you're at sky high in your marriage, like it's supposed to be those people who will be there standing by your side. But I think people lose sense of that. And it's okay. Also people that are dedicated and committed to the role and that will financially be there as well as being emotionally there. Yeah. I mean, because I tell a lot of my clients too. Like I have I have a couple of clients who are like, I don't want any bridesmaids. Just because it's just because it's a financial burden. Yes. You know, being a bridesmaid is not cheap. And people want to be bridesmaids, but don't want to pay to be a bridesmaid. Right. They want the title. They want the title. Like, bride, it costs a lot of Weddings cost a lot of yeah. money. Yeah. It's so like, if you want to be involved, it costs a lot of money. But people... And so what I tell people is, if they just want a title, let's give them a title. So I'm not a, I'm not afraid of telling clients like have have a lady in waiting, have your VIP crew. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, there's words you can play around with. My cousin he had match your homies Aww, in his wedding. How cool! Right, very cool. And so they don't necessarily stand with you at the altar. They don't walk in through the ceremony, but maybe we'll save the first two roles for them. And you tell them, you know, you wear. Hunter green or, you know, pick your dress, wear blue or teal or whatever the color is. So that gives them a role. Mm -hmm. It gives them an identifier because they've got on this specific color. And then when it's time for pictures, we grab these people and they take their pictures. So that way they don't have to spend money on makeup, hair, bachelorette party, bridal shower, you know, whatever. All of that. The dress, the shoes, all of that other stuff. Eating the morning of yep. somebody's got to buy that. Somebody has to buy all this getting people somewhere if y'all are going to ride right. together. Right. Somebody has to pay for all that stuff. Yeah, yeah. People, people are interesting to me. <laughs> Grooms. Grooms get lonely too. They do. So I have a special place in my heart for grooms. I have some of the best grooms. Um. I do. And it's crazy because, you know, Chicago is this big. Yeah. And festival season comes up. I see my grooms out. 
mm-hmm. kicking it, mm-hmm. having a grand time. And it's interesting because in the very beginning of the process, my grooms are very much like, I don't want me involved. Mm-hmm. Just tell me how much it's going to cost. Tell me when we're going to do X, Y, and Z. But by the end of the wedding, they're always like, we love you. So glad we had you. I'm, my friend is getting married. My coworker is getting married. I had a groom tell me, if you do advertising, please use my picture and I will advocate for you. Um, because I think grooms, and not all, but many, walk into the process not knowing how hectic and crazy it can be. From a planning, from a family and then just the dynamic of their fiance, who they're getting married to, mm-hmm. how much that comes into play. So oftentimes, I am like a therapist to the grooms, and I'll be like, okay, so look, we got to compromise. What are we compromising on? Because she wants these flowers. So mm-hmm. tell me what you want mm-hmm. so that I can go back to her. And you negotiate. Like, <laughs> Lord, you got to negotiate. This is what we're going to get. You negotiate with vendors. You negotiate with bride and groom. Uh, it's but one I mean, big negotiation. Mar- but being it married is. is a compromise, right? It's a, it, it is. You have to compromise. And I've never been married before, but I work with enough clients to know that marriage is all about compromise. It is. Like, and all. So let's just start at the wedding planning because it's two individuals who may or may not have thought about this day for a very long time, their day, and now we got to create one vision. From all of these, th- those two people plus all of their support systems right. that stem out. Right. Because, you know, hopefully the groom has a mom who wants to be involved. And she's thought about what her son is going to look like or what the moment is going to be or how we're going to remember grandma at the wedding. Like, yeah, she's thought about all of that. Yeah, and his sister amazing. has. Yeah, it is it is amazing <laughs> to know that so many people have thought about your wedding and feel that they are entitled to telling you their thoughts about your wedding, yeah. even over your own thoughts about your wedding. Yeah. And you got to be humble enough and committed enough to protecting the final treasure, which is the marriage. Yes. That you have to move through all of these, as I call the kinfolk conflict and petty <laughs> politics and all of this, like... You have to move through all of that to have this day where yeah. you can start your life with your partner. Yeah. It's hard. And it's I'm, hard. You said it's two types of brides. Like the one one type of bride that has been thinking about this forever, the other type that hasn't. I think there are two types of bridezillas. <laughs> Some bridezillas was going to be a bridezilla no matter yeah. what. Yeah. And then there are others. God dang it. <laughs> I ain't a zilla, but don't push me. Like, there are others that I promise you, Brazilians are made. Yeah. I, you know, and before you said that statement, because knock on wood, I've never had a Brazilla. Mm-hmm. I've, I've never even had, like, a Groomzilla either. Mm-hmm. Um, but before you made that statement, Brazilians are made, I never thought of it like that. Mm-hmm. But people will push you. People will push you, like unknowingly because they think that they're being helpful yeah and i think that in order for you not to be a brazil i think you have to look at it through that lens like auntie cheryl is just being helpful but if she called me one more time yeah i might lose it yeah and so that's when you have that healthy conversation with her and say i'm not at that step yet but i'm gonna call you when i am and we will work this out together yep you do that if you are emotionally strong and have those great <laughs> communication skills. If you don't, you hire a wedding planner and tell everybody to send their questions there. <laughs> or you get another person and assign them a role, sister of the bride. Yeah. You funnel your questions to her. Because yeah. I don't have the emotional capacity or the brain power to play with you and your feelings yeah. about my wedding. And it's and I agree. And it's different coming from an outside person. So, you know, I'm an advocate for hire a wedding, a wedding planner. Yes. Like, absolutely. Call a wedding planner. But it's different if I 
you know, if Auntie Cheryl is like on you, on you, on you, and wherever we are, and I meet her, and I say, oh, I know you were talking about the the dress. We haven't made it there yet, but I'm. I, what's your email address? I'm gonna email you when we're ready so that we can schedule you in. That's a completely different mm -hmm. way. She's gonna be like, oh. Yeah, her wedding planner called mm -hmm. me. I'm in it. We, you know, I got VIP. It's all about the feeling. It's all about how they feel. Because everybody has emotions. Everybody has emotions. <laughs> and the one person that must manage theirs is the bride. But I also think outside people need to manage theirs as I well. I think everybody needs to manage theirs. But, but that's why you don't. have those conversations with people and say very early on. I think that's the key. And so I got questions that I want to ask you okay. so that as we navigate Bridezilla <laughs> season, I'm going to read the definition of Bridezilla, but I think that's the key. I was talking to one of my friends who is going through an incredibly uh, fun wedding planning season, and we <laughs> both agreed that we should have been very clear very early on, mm -hmm. but we were trying to be nice and trying to pay attention to people's feelings and trying to honor those feelings and trying to be humble, trying to be deferential, trying to be collaborative, mm -hmm. when in reality, we probably should have been the CEO from the very beginning mm -hmm. and said, so this is my wedding and I'm excited to invite you all in as appropriate. Mm -hmm. Like using words that you would use at work. At work. At work. But and that's when people get real mad. You think this work? That's my mama. <laughs> you think this work? You can't HR me <laughs> and i'm like i don't know what else to say to you to get the words to land in a way because yeah. if i use words that i know you understand you're gonna be mad yeah but i think it's hard so yes we're gonna get to the questions i also think it is hard to know that you need to ceo and manage from the very beginning because a lot of people go engagement and then they get hit with all these questions. Yes. When's the wedding? Where are you going to get married? What kind of dress? How's your hair? Wedding. I have right. a makeup artist. I'm going to send them to. And it's like, wait. I just, I am just trying to figure out that I'm engaged. Like, I got to wear a ring every day. This is a new thing. And so I tell a lot of clients, just be engaged. Yeah. Just be and if you don't know the answer to the question, it's okay to be like, you know what? I don't know. I haven't thought about it because I'm engaged and this is what I'm doing right now. Man. I spent me and my engaged self are sitting on this couch and we're watching Love After Lockup because yes. it's Friday and that's what I'm doing. And it's okay because nobody said when you get engaged, you have to have the answers to all these questions. So I think that's kind of like step one. I would tell anybody who just got engaged. Just be engaged. Like, just, just live engaged. in that moment and be engaged. And just then you can engaged. realize, like, okay, I got to put a team together or I have to navigate the waters this way. Because when you allow yourself to just be engaged, the things will happen organically. Mm -hmm. Like, the conversations in the past will unfold mm -hmm. and reveal themselves organically. It doesn't mean be engaged and never talk about the wedding again. Mm -hmm. Like, that's not the, that is not that. <laughs> but it doesn't mean that you have to have all of the answers perfectly figured out that next moment. Yeah. That is fair. I agree. Bridezilla. Okay. What's what a bridezilla? is a bridezilla? So, according to Urban Dictionary, one definition of bridezilla is one ridiculous, spoiled bitch that thinks she is the center of the universe just because her show, in quotes, the wedding is 18 months from now. Everyone else in the world has to drop everything and come running to this prima donna's mind. This marriage will not last more than a couple of years if the groom is to be lucky. That's one definition of Brazilla. Another one is Brazillas are a new breed of soon to be wed women who abuse the idea that weddings are their quote day end quote. They terrorize <laughs> their bridal party and family members. Terrorize? Make, terrorize. That's a harsh... Yes. Okay. Make greedy demands and break all rules of etiquette to ensure that they are the single most important person on the planet from the time they are engaged to the time they are married. That is how bridezillas <coughs> are defined. 
you know, again, thank God I ain't never had no bridezilla. They was trying to make me become one. <laughs> I ain't a zilla, but don't push me. This idea when you now all of a sudden have to like be like, I'm advocating for myself and I'm shutting all this conversation down. Like it's over. Jacaris. But Shout I think out to Queen Khaleesi. I think there is a way to say that without being like. But, but that's, bleep, bleep, if you're bleep, pushed. Bleep. What about when you're pushed? I mean. Not early on. But so like I was saying, like I was saying before we started the podcast. I am an advocate of you can't let people take you out of your cool zone. You got to you keep your people, same energy. Yeah, you can't let people. And it's hard. That's a hard thing it to do. It sure is. It took me a long time to master it. Long time. But you can't let people take you there. You just can't. Because then they won. They won because you gave them even more power. Yeah. In addition to letting them drain you of all of your other power, when you totally go and do something that's outside of your character, mm -hmm. they totally won. And what makes it even worse is the impact that that can have on the marriage. That's the sucky part because this is a party. Mm -hmm. That's like the for real, for real BS. Like this is a party. And now because of an interaction, the marriage could be damaged before we even start. Yeah. Ooh, help us learn how to navigate some of these questions. Let's see. I had some questions from a frustrated fiance. Okay. She wrote in she's getting <laughs> married um, within the next few months. Her first question, why are people that you aren't close to or haven't talked to in years offended if they aren't invited to a wedding or a bridal shower? They're offended because they assume that your relationship with them was something different. Mm -hmm. That's the bottom line answer to it. Like, they assumed that Keisha was my bestie. She spent a night over my house from second grade up until our sophomore year in college. And she moved to a different state, but that didn't mean that she wasn't my friend. And she's always somebody I could call on. And I loved her. But the bride is like, I mean, yeah, we were cool. But I haven't seen her in seven years. We only talk on Facebook because she has quirky posts. Like, <laughs> other than that, you know, no random Tuesday I'm in Mariano's. I'm not going to text her like, girl, look at this produce. You know? <laughs> look at this produce, girl. They got fruit on sale. Because your friends that you talk to every day, you can send text messages like that. Your friends yeah. that you don't talk to every day, your text messages start with, good morning. Yeah. Or hey girl. Yeah. yeah. You know? So yeah. they just think they're offended because their perception of what your relationship is doesn't match yours. And that's so that's okay. hard. So how come then they can't just be happy for you and try to rebuild okay, two things. One, is an invitation to the wedding or to be in a wedding party an indicator of your love or respect for a person? It can be. It can be. Everybody has different values. And that's Everybody really has different to. values. Yeah, it yeah. absolutely can be. So, like, I go back to my cousin. Mm -hmm. If my cousin didn't put me in a wedding without me saying that, I mm -hmm. would have been absolutely fine. Mm -hmm. I wouldn't have thought, like, oh, he doesn't love me. I thought we were cool. I thought, I'd have been, like, so I'm at table four? Yes. Or table five. Like, where am I sitting? Like, would have been absolutely fine. Because that value to me isn't the same. Like, mm -hmm. me being a part of your wedding, I don't really... And then, again, think about this was before I was a wedding planner. So, I didn't know or have all of this knowledge about what it looks like behind the scenes. Mm -hmm. For me, it was just like, I'm cool sitting at table four. Yeah. Hanging out with my friends and my family. Because I just want to celebrate you in whatever, in whatever way you want me to celebrate you. Yes. Not like... I'm going to celebrate you in the way that I want to celebrate yeah. you. Mm -hmm. And that's, I mean, that's a very selfish thing, but it's a very common thing too. Extremely common. But it also doesn't, so the first part of your question, you said, why can't they be happy for you? That doesn't mean that they're not happy for you. That's they're probably true. legitimately happy for you, but then they're also like, well, dang, I guess we're not as close as I thought we were. That's fair. Okay. Next question. Is it fair for people to be upset that they didn't know about a woman's proposal? 
the woman didn't know about her proposal either. So, <laughs> surprise proposals for the woman. Okay. If she walks into a room, so that is how my fiance proposed. I, I, I'm telling you, it was an out of body experience, and I didn't come back to becoming one of myself till about three months ago. Yeah. Because I was so shocked by that moment. I walked into a room, and there were people and cameras and lights. And a sign that said, will you marry me? And I still was like, this is not real. Yeah. So, like, when people have surprise proposals and there were others invited, sometimes the new fiance will get a text message from someone who was not at the proposal. Mm -hmm. And they will say, why you ain't tell me? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. The bride, I'm sorry, the fiance didn't know. Yeah. Because it's a surprise. Yeah. So... To answer the first part of the question says, is it fair? Yes. That they for emotions people to are be like upset. That. I think it is always fair for someone's emotions. I am an advocate of feeling every emotion. You can feel your feelings. You can feel you every can feel emotion. Feelings. Now, is it fair yep. that this person decided to catch an attitude at you when you didn't know? No, that's not fair. Yeah, it's fair for you to feel how you feel. It is not fair for you to contact me and tell me about your feelings. Right, right. Especially not in this moment. Right. You can feel your feelings at home while you look at the pictures (laughs) on Facebook. Right. But then I think it goes back to that very first question. If you had that relationship that you thought you had, that fiance would have called you. Because that fiance knew who was important and we're not just going to say your fiancé, but any fiancé, mm-hmm. they know who's important to who they're getting married to. If the relationship is truly real and to the point. Because y'all, you've met, mm-hmm. you've shared memories, you've been like, oh, well, me and Keisha, I'm just going to keep using Keisha. Yeah. Sounds like a good name. <laughs> me and Keisha, you know, used to go to this old Navy, cut class and go to school. They know these things because that's their person. Mm-hmm. That's, you know, mm-hmm. so... If I was to have a secret proposal and say, like, my best friend isn't there, I'm going to have questions mm-hmm. because I talk to my best friend every day. Yep. People know, oh, that's such and such and Toya. Or if you know such and such, then you know Toya. You don't know Toya and such and such. Like, that's how we roll. But if they were to be like, oh, her college roommate who lives in Georgia. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. I don't really see her that often, Mm -hmm. you know? So I think, yeah, it's fair to feel this way. It's not fair to be mad at the bride because how would they have known? It's not a secret if they didn't know. Yeah, it's not a secret. (laughs) Okay, for men, because I said earlier, sometimes grooms need a friend. I think, you know, just men, they don't always communicate their emotions anyway Mm -hmm. but this wedding planning stuff can be incredibly stressful for men too Mm -hmm. it just looks different because we always focus on the bride Mm -hmm. but let me tell you the groom is just as involved it's a new breed of groom you want to talk about a new breed of bride these grooms baby they ain't nobody coming to see you otis otis who (laughs) otis who they think they get the same shine the bride get. They should, though. And they do. My groom walked down the aisle. He had an amazing and entrance. And he had a hand clap standing. Appra- I mean, they loved it. But again, I am that planner who will advocate for the groom. Yes. I ask my grooms, all of them, do you want to walk down the aisle? And a lot of them look at me like, I can walk down the aisle? You absolutely can walk down the aisle because it is yeah. your day, too. You it don't is. have to come... From the back through a secret door with the pastor. Through the service door. Because that happened in 1978. Yeah. You can absolutely, if you want to. So, yes, grooms need friends. But what's, is that the question? No, grooms need a friend. (laughs) But the question is, are you offended if your male friend doesn't tell you that he intends to pop the question in his relationships? So, grooms, so the bride can get feedback while you ain't tell me. The groom sometimes also can get that feedback. Like, well, you didn't tell me you were planning on proposing or I didn't know. I hate to bring this back up, but that goes back to yeah. what kind of relationship they have. You go with them, but they don't go. You their friend. Right. They not your They friend. not your friend. <laughs> I mean, and it could For be that. For that. I mean, it could be that they are friends, right? Yes. 
Um, but we have to think about how guys think. And I'm not a guy. I've never claimed to be a guy. But a lot of my grooms, even the groomsmen that are in the wedding, mm -hmm. have not told them, oh, yeah, you got to be at the church at this time. Oh, yeah, you, we getting our haircuts in the morning. They don't know that until rehearsal. And who's it coming from? You. Me. Mm -hmm. And so they're looking at me like, well, why he ain't say nothing? We was just hanging out yesterday playing pool. Because he hadn't thought about it. He, for him, it's just like, this is who I'm marrying. I know I'm marrying it. Marrying her. There's no way for, like, no, there's no need for discussion because I'm not going to change my mind. So it could be twofold. It could be that he's just very, very focused on, I'm going to get this ring. My mama going to know because she birthed me. And she may or may not join me in this purchasing of the ring mm -hmm. my homeboy may know because we probably left the gym or left you know work and i'm gonna go get the ring but if i don't talk to you every day and i just see you saturday morning when we at the gym or mm -hmm. i just see you at church mm -hmm. i'm gonna tell you and you'll find you'll out you'll find out but a lot a lot of my grooms are like that they don't share with the masses like i got the ring i'm gonna tell her i'm gonna da -da -da. But I also think it goes back to what's your relationship like with that person? That person assumes, like, we cool. He posts on all my Facebook posts. He put me in his IG stories. <gasps> we together, you know, he picked me to be on his team at the gym. So, you know, I should know. Okay. And I don't, I don't know that that's always the case. I Yeah. I don't either. I think, yeah, this whole idea of roles and people thinking that they are more, yeah. But who thinks like that? Like, what? Okay, go I ahead. Yeah, I don't know these, <laughs> I don't know these new people that all of a sudden when someone else is experiencing this joyous moment that they insert themselves in that mm -hmm. moment. Like, it's so weird. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, is it because, like, social media, because we watch Say Yes to the Dress and, it like. It could be. It's, it's like a wedding became a shared experience. But like you said, it's there. We know it's for them. Mm -hmm. Like we, we get that part. It's a celebration for everyone to come together and celebrate. But it, it's just, it, it, it's, it is different. <laughs> All right. The next question. Is there a difference with learning about someone's proposal through text message and a Facebook post? Yes. I think so. Mm -hmm. With this day and age that we're in now, people feel like text is okay mm -hmm. and it's so impersonable mm -hmm. facebook is so impersonable like mm -hmm. it's not if you were my friend 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 and i didn't get a text like i'm engaged i would be like well dang maybe we're not friends like you know? I sent an email. <laughs> I sure did send an email. So, oh, but, yeah. but I think it also, I keep bringing this up, it also goes back to that relationship with that person. So, like, mm -hmm. when Ellie got engaged, mm -hmm. I saw it on Facebook. Mm -hmm. And Ellie and I talk, and, mm -hmm. you know, we're, I would say she's a friend. Mm -hmm. But I saw it on Facebook, and I immediately sent her a text message like, is this a joke? Because Ellie kept saying, I don't mm -hmm. need to get married. I yep. don't want to get married. We're not going to get married. Like, it's something that we've talked about. And then here we are on Facebook, and you on a beach with a ring in your hand. At least the bride that never thought that about this. Never day. thought about it. That and not because she didn't love our partner, she loved him very much. Absolutely. It just marriage was not the end goal. Like for so many people, where that's the goal, like yeah. marriage, marriage. That wasn't she was that at her goal. goal. Yep, she was happy. She was very, she was very, very happy. happy. Yeah, she's she was the bride that never thought about that. And I also think she's the bride that probably didn't text people to tell them. Mm -hmm. Hey, I'm getting married because she responded to my text message with like seven laughing emojis and was like, well, we'll be calling you because I'm getting married. Yep. And that's it. And that's it. Yep. But I look at it like when I saw your, I saw that you were engaged because I watched the video that your sister posted. God. You and I are friends. Yeah. At no point was I like, well, Danielle didn't text me and tell me she was. I was just like, thank, she finally got, she finally got Lord what she Jesus. wanted. Yes, Lord, a she Christmas miracle. spoken this oh. into existence. Lord Jesus. And I, I think I went to your page and commented because I didn't want to comment on your sister's post. Oh. But for most, for some people who want that closeness, who want that feeling, they want that phone call. They want the phone call. So really, your fiance ship on this way to marriage 
is really like a humbling experience that gets you prepared for this compromised lifestyle because you have to consider so in the politics. Mm -hmm. I never, ever, ever would have thought about the level of politics that a bride has to play when planning this wedding. Like even with table arrangements, that stuff matters. You better not have this person sitting on the left side of the room and this person sitting all the way on the right side. Like mm -hmm. how come they're in the front? Why are they at that table with those people? Like, mm -hmm. it's it's crazy. And I never thought, I, and I watch for weddings. I watch Say Yes to the Dress, which is why people, I think, thought that they would, that I would be more open to having such, like, big discussions about it instead of me focusing on my own plan. Because mm -hmm. we've been talking about it for so long. But it just became overwhelming. Yeah. It just became super overwhelming. And I think what people miss about those shows is it is heavy edited mm -hmm. so you only see a glimpse of like a 12 hour day right and it's you know it's a 30 minutes or an hour or whatever it is okay so we've been talking about brides fiancés having to manage their emotions having to compromise having to communicate clearly and use their words to express how they feel when you do this, I feel this way. Can we do this? Like all of these models for yeah. brides. Brides yeah. got to get better. <laughs> How do you feel about people that text no invite during the moment of an actual function? Like, so what if I'm having my bridal shower and it went live on Facebook and someone texts me no invite? Um... How do I feel about yeah, it? Yeah, that, that's the question. How do you feel about people that text no invite during the moment of an actual function? How should it be handled? I think, so I'm an advocate of creating boundaries, right? Mm -hmm. Just because you text me does not mean that I need to immediately respond. Especially if you see that I'm at an, at an event. Mm -hmm. Um... But I'm also a person who, if you text me, I am going to respond mm -hmm. at some point. I'll never, I hate to be ignored via text message. Mm -hmm. On a personal oh, yeah. note, yeah. drives me insane to be ignored on a text message. Especially if I ask a question. Yeah. But I think that for you to see it live on Facebook and then to text me no invite is tacky. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Taxter. <laughs> However, I don't think that... So the no invite, quote unquote, that's their emotion. Yeah. That's them all in their feelings, all upset. If you have a genuine care about this person, don't text them back. You pick up the phone and you call them. Mm -hmm. And you have a conversation with them. Mm -hmm. Because they don't know what, you know, you weren't over the guest list. Mm -hmm. How do they know that you were over the guest list? You, you know, it could have been just your mom and her sister friends or whatever. And can we finally say that invitations are not foolproof? Because you were still <laughs> you were still receiving invitations from my wedding that yeah. never got delivered. And yeah. you know, that was one of my things was like invitations, invitations, invitations. Well, that's because the United States Postal Service are the absolute worst. It's like they do their best at not delivering mail any piece of mail so yeah i mean it could be and that's why you had that conversation because yeah. the text message says no invite and then you respond back i did invite you what's the tone in that yeah how does that sound and so now it's like oh you're gonna be snippy with me let's be argumentative instead of picking up the phone and being like i invited you you didn't get the invite okay my bad. And then in three weeks later, when it comes back, yep. you can show them, like, you were invited, girl. Like, I didn't just maliciously keep you out of the loop. There are some people who still say that they did not receive our invitations. <laughs> but the funny thing is, even if you didn't receive the invitation delivered through the mail, you were still invited. Yeah. So if you choose to stay anchored to that, I didn't get an invitation in the mail, but you know that you were invited because you received a verbal one. Yeah. Like, that that's you being committed to staying with your narrative. Yeah. And you can stay there. And, and, yeah. And I think when it comes to weddings, though, a lot of people, it goes back to tradition, a lot of people want to get come home and see that envelope in their mailbox and feel like, oh, I got, 
an invitation. They're not going to send that RSVP card back because why? Because they just don't. Right. But they want, because traditionally they have been told this is what happens. This is what you do. They saw their grandma get the wedding invitations. They saw their mom get it. They saw their dad. So now that they're of age, it's like, well, no, you send out an invitation. Yeah, we did online RSVPs, which I thought was really helpful. And that was a compromise because I did not want to do the traditional invitations because I was afraid of Mm -hmm. people not receiving that paper invite. But the people who received it said what? They loved them. They are beautiful. Exactly. They were very, very beautiful. Like, truly stunning rose gold. (laughs) They just just were lovely. But yeah, that, that no invite stuff. Is really tacky. Yeah, I think it's I think it's tacky, and I think it is hurtful to the person who is celebrating. Yeah. Um, what is the difference between telling the truth and being a bridezilla? I think it's tone. I would say it's tone. Which is why you advocate for personal interactions, yeah. not Facebook, not text. Because yeah. I am an advocate of you can say anything that you want to say. But it's how you say it, mm-hmm. and it's your tone. So it's word selection, and it's your tone. Um, and maybe that's just the way that I was brought up. Like, my father would always tell me, use your words. Yeah, use your words. And so, for me, I would boohoo crying, you know, as a child. But he would be like, cry. And when you're done crying, use your words. Because I can't understand tears. Yeah. So, I think that being a bridezilla... It's coming in, throwing stuff. Y'all don't understand. Y'all don't care. Y'all can get out. Versus, I'm stressed. And I don't feel supported. And this is why I don't feel supported. It's all clear communication. It, yep. It's how it's received. Or sending a mass text message 11 o'clock at night with emojis and exclamation points and typing in all caps. Exactly, because it reads differently. And then, you know, that's when the side text happened with, she got me messed up. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. And that's when you become a bridezilla because you really are acting like one. Even if everyone else has been, even if you feel that everyone else has been coming at you that way, Mm -hmm. the moment when you, because that's not who you naturally are, Mm When you respond in a way that's outside of who you naturally are, that's mm-hmm. when you become a bridezilla. Mm-hmm. I'm telling you, yeah. they be made. The last question, the mm-hmm. last question, post-wedding, okay. do you have a conversation with people who showed their asses pre-wedding before you cut them off? <laughs> <laughs> or do you just fall back and let them figure out why? So, if you haven't noticed, I'm all about clear communication. If you're going to cut somebody off, I feel like you just need to let them know. You No ghosting no. after the marriage? Do you like to be ghosted? Um, no, I don't well, think you're it's not nice. ghosting anymore because you're married. But no, prior but to jobs will ghost you. Yeah, jobs it's will a ghost practice you. that people have picked up. It is a very unhealthy practice of just like unhealthy. It is very practice. unhealthy. Yeah, and not that they owe you anything. I could so it's it's a couple of ways that I can look at this, right? Um, one, what's your relationship like with that person? Mm-hmm. Is it even important enough to have this conversation with them? Mm-hmm. Cause some people would be like, "That's my coworker. You might be leaving this job in a year." So <laughs> there's that. What if it's family? But if it's family, I think yes, you should have a conversation with them. Mm-hmm. But if you're already at the point of cutting them off, when you have that conversation, you need to be very clear about where this is it. Like we're cutting each other off. So like, before, don't ghost. I would say don't ghost. But you can tell them after the wedding, like, when you acted a fool during my wedding planning phase, it made me feel, like, very bad. And now I am going to cut your ass off. Yeah. Now, how they receive it, uh, that's on them. You got to know who you're talking to. But I think, yeah, have that clear communication. Because here's the other thing. Say you don't say anything to them. Mm-hmm. You cut them off. Mm-hmm. You see them at the 4th of July barbecue. And they like, well, why Keisha acting funny? 
the other cousin's like, well, girl, I don't know. And then she just be acting funny because she married yeah. now. She yeah. just be acting funny because they moved. Yeah. And no, I'm acting funny because you acted an ass yeah. while I was getting married. They don't know that. So They don't know that you know right. that they act. They know how they acted, but they don't know that you felt that they acted right. an ass because you did not say you're really acting an ass. Right. And it's okay to tell people, like, I can't, can't jive with you no more because you really showed me who you are and I'm creating this boundary. Yeah. And I can't do it. And that's it's completely fine. It's hard to do. I say it like it's super easy. It's hard to do. I struggle with it. But if you want to be at peace mm-hmm. about it, you got to have them tough conversations. My friend Aaron says, Aaron I says, yes, it's simple, but it's not easy. Right. Very simple concept, but it's not easy. Thank you so much for joining me and helping me relive some of my hashtag frustrated fiance and traumatized brides moments. But we made it through. Yes. We were able to navigate all of the wedding planning stress that popped up out of nowhere because you can't predict human behavior. That's the wild card. I thought I could out-operationalize the wedding. Like, I got schedules and calendars and this. You don't know how people will react. Like you said, they want to be involved. It's coming from what they think is a good place. Yeah. But sometimes the translation from their enthusiasm to the actual participation in the show doesn't come out the way that they thought. And I think we have to approach it as they're coming from a good place. Everybody's coming coming. from a good place. How do you know that? What if some people are coming from a bad one? Okay, so how do you know that God is going to bring things out? You just have faith, right? So you have to say, this person has been in my life for 12x amount of years. Yeah. This is coming from a good place. Because if it was coming from a nasty, rotten place, you'd have known years ago. But you know, people, This sometimes this will do it. Weddings and funerals. It will. And then and you you'll truly think, learn yeah. them. But I think yeah. to keep your sanity and your peace, you have to look at it first with, it's coming from a good place. But it's being received wrong. So let me approach it to them and say, hey, I know you love me. I love you. We need to move a little differently so that I'm not stressed about it anymore. Do you remember Crucial Conversations? Mm-hmm. This is literally just That's crucial. That's all it is. Because it is. It's just brides in order to navigate the complexities of wedding planning. Mm-hmm. Because there are beautiful moments, but like the really complex moments, you have to like employ super thorough and great communication mm-hmm. tactics. Mm-hmm. If your natural inclination is just to like shut down and all that, that's this is not the time to do that. No. And that's why you got to get your team and your professionals, whether you have your, t- what would you say your friend call them? The, best people. Your best people. Best or whether people. you hire a planner. Yeah. You have to outsource it. Yeah. And you I tell to. all my clients very early on, Pick two days out the week to talk about wedding planning. You told me that. Because you want to talk about all of it every yeah. day. No. No. Yeah. When you're nine months out, pick two days out the week. We're going to talk about it Mondays and Thursdays. Because by the time a month before the wedding comes, everything is going to be wedding, 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 wedding. And by the time you get to that point, you're going to be so burnt out and exhausted that you really don't care about anything. And you don't want to get to that point. You don't want to get to that point because as a bride, you deserve to be a bride. Mm -hmm. Like, you deserve to. And you mentioned three things that I I wrote down in terms of how to navigate this space. And it's really under bridal bridal boundaries and setting really clear. (laughs) That's I like that. Bridal bridal boundaries. boundaries. Um, Just be engaged. Like, you don't have to have all the answers all the time. This two-day-a-week wedding planning especially when you are really far out Mm -hmm. if you've gotten your benchmarks and you have your plan then you can do that Mm -hmm. you can do your every two weeks and just be engaged and enjoy that moment the second thing was right setting up those boundaries healthy boundaries early on Mm -hmm. and then the third one is really using your words yeah like expressing yourself clearly and concisely and you remaining in control because 
your marriage is the goal. Yeah. This wedding is a huge, big, beautiful celebration, but really it is a party. And it is a party <laughs> for other people to come and celebrate your marriage. But that's what a, uh, any party is. It when is. you have a housewarming party, it's yeah. for other people to come and celebrate your yeah. home. Yeah. When you have a baby shower, it's for other people to come and celebrate your new baby. So assume positive intent with the people who are joining you on this journey. And if they get to clowning, you know, they ain't got to stay on the ride. I, you know, I'm from the South Side, so, you know, peace out. Peace out. <laughs> peace out. Where can we find you on social media, Latoya? Where I, can new clients find you? Yes, please come find me. My Instagram handle is E-L-L-E-K-A-Y. E, V is in Victor, E-N-T-S, so L-K events. It is my initial spelled out phonetically. Okay. It's not L-K, it's L-K. L-K <laughs> events. Yes, yeah, so most of my posts are on Instagram. I tweet here and there, but I don't mm -hmm. do Facebook because it's, it's a lot to handle. Mm -hmm. um, but that's where you can see pictures. My website is exact same, LKEvents.com. Perfect. Yay. Thank you for joining me, Latoya. I love you so much. You saved me from becoming a bridezilla. I'm not a zilla, <laughs> but don't push me. And it is possible to set up those bridal boundaries and just hashtag be a bride. <laughs> that is it. Just be a bride. Yes. All right. This is Danny G, and the G is for gone. Bye. All right, superstars. We are all out of time. Thank you for listening to today's episode. If you love the show, make sure to subscribe, share, review the episodes, tag a friend, talk to me. Visit DanielleMoneyHam.com and follow me on social media to stay connected. Your support means the world to me. So thank you for helping my dreams come true. A major lesson that I learned, that I continue to learn, is that although you will experience dark moments in your journey, you can be the light. You have more power than you know. Until we meet again, shine bright.